When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Oh My Dog with me, Jack D. And me, Sean Walsh. This is our weekly podcast where we reveal the most intimate, ridiculous details of our relationship with our beloved dogs. I have the delightful, spirited Mildred Barrett, who is a cockapoo. My streetwise best friend is Dolly, the long-haired chihuahua whom we rescued. Uh, this podcast sets out to answer the all-important questions like, how do you greet your dog? Uh, do you kiss your dog on the mouth? Does your dog sleep in your bed? And so on. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our chats with our equally dog-obsessed guests who roll over and tell all. You are very much part of this podcast too, and we want to hear from you. You can get in touch by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com. And find us on Instagram at omdpod. So give us a shout and follow us on social media too. Hi Jack, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. And you? Yes, very well. How's Dolly? Well, Dolly's, uh, she's, I'm away at the moment. I'm speaking to you from a hotel in Antwerp. So, uh, Dolly, I, I only left yesterday, but she was, uh, she's quite sad that I was going. She always gets sad when she sees a, a suitcase in the hall. Oh yeah, she knows. Yeah, she knows that I'm going and it's, you know, it's, there's a little bit of, a bit of attitude really sometimes going, oh, I thought you said you were going to stay around a bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but she's, uh, I mean, I know she says she has a lovely time. As soon as I'm out the door, she's happy because, I mean, you know, then it's Jane looks after her so nicely. Yes. I have a thing when, you know, I've been away now a couple of times since we've been doing this podcast, actually. I've been away mm. from home for a couple of long stretches. Mm. And I, for those long stretches, I choose to not say goodbye. Yeah, all right, so that she doesn't get the idea something's up. Yeah. Good idea, really. And does that work? Um, I like to think, all, all you can do here is I like to think that it works. Yeah. yeah, of course. But I suppose you're getting lots of photos from Jane then. I do get some updates, and she's obviously, she's perfectly happy, I'm, I'm sure. It's different if I'm at home and Jane is away, then Dolly is definitely not quite herself. She just doesn't, you know, she just thinks something's gone wrong. Yes. With with the natural order of things. Yes. <laughs> That's the same, exact same. So uh, Mildred Okeshi? Mildred's been to the groomers. Oh, right, okay. A different groomers this time. Uh, why was that? Did she decided she'd uh, try someone else? We've sold out and we've gone mainstream to the one in Westfield. In the big shopping centre? Yeah, why is that? Why have you done that? Is it just more convenient? It's a really good question that I'm going to get an answer for. Grace! <laughs> what, how comes this time we took Mildred to the groomers in Westfield? Okay. Yeah, it was just easier. Okay. <laughs> Were you not able to answer that on your own? No. I mean, just, couldn't you figure out that, that was the reason? <laughs> well, she had been going to one by... Grace's parents in Ryslip. 
Oh, I see. Okay. But I wasn't around, so she went to the one one in Westfield. But um, she looks lovely. She's got a fluffy, you know, the, the way they feel when yes. they're in groom, fluffy new coat. But nice. when Grace went to pick her up, mm. they had to call Grace. This is very cute and a bit sad. Mm. They had to oh. um, they had to call Grace to come and collect Mildred early because she was hiding under the table and she wouldn't come out. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, she was a bit. She's a bit intimidated by the whole thing. Was she in a pen with a load of other dogs and didn't like it? Hang on, sorry, Jack. What did you say? Oh. Okay, right. So sorry about that. She didn't get a call. She didn't have to go in early. Oh. <laughs> it's just that when she did go in, yes, Mildred was was hiding under the table. Right. And. Grace did need to help her come out. All right. It just would have been quicker if Grace had told us the story. That's what I'm thinking by now. I know. Grace, if if you correct me on every detail, we're going to be here forever. (laughs) I have to admit, we don't leave Dolly. Well, we don't really get her groomed as such, but we we just take her in and there's a lovely girl called Lucy who does her paws for her nails and just clips them. But we hold on to her for that because she doesn't like it very much. Because she's so much smaller. Well, you've got all these other dogs behind a glass door going mad and, oh you know, God. kind of climb, trying to climb up and get out and stuff. And it's all a bit mad. So she doesn't like the environment there very much. So we wouldn't leave her there. But that's just, the, that's one of the things with a small dog. Yes. One of the things, well, Mildred's trying to scratch and get in at the moment. Have you, one thing mm. I wanted to uh, bring up with you to see if mm. Dolly did this. Does Dolly, when you manage to, when you carry her to the park and then you eventually put her down? Mm. He has a little walk. Does, does Dolly drink, try and drink puddle water? Oh, no. No, absolutely not. No. She she would no more do that than I would. And uh, <laughs> I, No, she really wouldn't. I mean, I, I, okay, at the end of a very bad night, I have been known to, but it's... it's uh... <laughs> but Dolly, Dolly, certainly not, no. <laughs> oh. Why does Mildred do that? Yes, Mildred loves puddle water. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it happen a lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to assume now, and I'm sure our listeners will get in touch to, to let us know, I'm going to assume that that is not advised. Because I kind uh, of pull her away and stop her from doing it, but she, she bloody loves the stuff. She can't get enough of it. I presume it's not advised because, you know, uh, no doubt um, if someone was being you know, uber sensible and cautious, they'd say, oh, because cause rats will, will be going in the puddle as well and then birds will, you know, poo in it and then you've got avian flu and all sorts of terrible things. But most dogs do it all the time and get away with it, I think. Where it gets weird, does Mildred ever try to drink out of the lavatory? No. Because that, that is a thing. I mean, some dogs do do that. No, Mildred, I'm very lucky, actually. Mildred's not done that. What about, I assume Dolly's not into oh, that. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, she'd, she'd fall down it. She drinks bottled water. This is it. In fact, <laughs> I, I, I do know of a, a certain uh, radio producer who has got this filter system in his house. No. He's very particular because he likes to make his coffee with filtered water. It's all very... Oh, my God. It's all very North London, you know. And, yeah. Um, it is. <laughs> And yeah. and he and, uh, and he had his dog. He had his dog looked after by a friend, God. and the friend had to ring up after two days and said they're very worried because the dog's not drinking any water. And he was worried about it. Then he twigged. He realised the dog only has filtered water at home, 
So he had to ring up and say, would you mind going round to our house, get the filter jug out of our fridge, and I think you'll find that he'll, he'll drink the filtered water. And so she had to go round to his house, get the thing. And sure enough, the dog had some of the water from that, but it was like it just turned its nose up saying, this is not proper filtered water. That's you fantastic. Know. I know. Did the dog wear like chinos? Yeah, it was just like, yeah, because he was wearing espadrilles and uh, it's a yeah. very, very kind of cool dog um, and uh, was not was not impressed at all. Had a fold up bicycle. Yeah, absolutely. All of those things. Wanted hummus for lunch and it was, it, it just, yeah. it, it's what dogs get used to, but I suppose that particular dog could tell the difference in taste, I suppose. Yeah, well, oh, no, absolutely. Whereas, absolutely. I don't think we can. I mean, I'm drinking from a bottle of Evian at the moment. I wouldn't know that from tap water. It's just that I'm in a hotel, so that's why I'm drinking it. No, God, no idea. I should say, by the way, little update, and that this is one of the um, pros of doing this podcast mm. review, is do you remember a time when I told you that there, there would be times, perhaps, not every time and, and not often, mm. but there would be the, the rare occasion that perhaps the bowl wasn't changed in between the meals. I remember you saying that you're a bit of a, a bit of a slack Alice like that, aren't you? Yes. Well, we've changed our ways. Oh, have You'll you? Be pleased oh, to that's know. good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. it's all kind of hygiene and clean bowls now, is it? No, now we just never wash it at all. Oh, what? No, no, no. Ah, fell for it. No. Um, yes. So now it's, it's, uh, every bowl is scrubbed after every meal, clean water, with every uh, new meal as well, yeah, so yeah. Uh, our listeners will be happy because I know some some listeners. Yeah, no, it's uh, with with Dolly because she eats very little as well. She'll only have a little peck at it and then walk away and leave a bowl full. And one reason that we get rid of it straight away is that if Nelly comes over, as you know, Nelly, our I love Nelly. I know our lovely uh, our Frenchie who uh, belongs to my daughter and her boyfriend. But if Nelly comes over, Nelly will be at the front door. You open the front door. And she'll absolutely tear past everyone without a hello or anything. Yeah. Straight to the bowl because she knows that <laughs> Dolly will have left all her lunch. <laughs> so she goes straight for it. Nelly did it again. That thing that Nelly loves to do where she gets bored of what's on television. Yeah, yeah. And then just walks away. <laughs> so she's done it with you on Have I Got News For You. Yes. And then the coronation. Yeah. And now she's done it with the Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> Her breaking point was the, uh, the the German entry. She just she was she could let this look on her face, and then she kind of looked around the room, thinking, "I don't understand why why we're watching this. Why what's happened?" And then she just walked out the room, <laughs> which is, in fairness, probably what a lot of humans were thinking as well. <laughs> Just uh, please make sure, for my own mental health, that you do not put on my old DVD. <laughs> please do not do I that. I might try her on it. I might try don't... her on it, see how it goes. That might be... <laughs> I don't want to see that on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, could you do that? Could you play lots of different comedians? That would be an interesting experiment, actually, wouldn't it? We could just do that, see who she likes most, <laughs> see who gets the record. Yeah, I mean, I I've not done well. I mean, I lasted literally as long enough to say my name, and she and then she walked out the room, and she had this look on her face, and I oh I like this program, and oh no it's him, and then just <laughs> gone. But yeah, they're all up on the Instagram, aren't they? On all those little clips. And you've joined Instagram. Now. I have. I've, I'm not very. Um, 
I'm not very slick at interacting with it, but uh, anyway, I'm on it so I can put things up there. At this is Jack D. Uh, I don't know what I'm called. This is this. Oh, this is Jack D. Our producer has just put yes. us a little. Uh, At this is Jack D. This is Jack D. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to put some more of those up, <laughs> and um, I think Nelly might narrate them as well. I think we might have to do that at some point. That'd be good fun, wouldn't it? Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. See what she thinks of of Sean Walsh. <laughs> Just see what happens. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to be there. <laughs> Before we speak to Simon, our dog expert today, um, we've got some voice notes. Yes. Now, if you remember, remember when we had Amanda from Olsager, South Cheshire on, uh, she gave us her dog voice for Pixie, her cockaboo. Yes. Cockaboo. Do you remember that? Yes, yes I do. Remember, she says, it's all about, oh, uh, you love mummy more than daddy, don't you? Yes, yeah, precisely. That voice. Yeah. Well, well, here's a, here's a little reminder. Let's let's play that in now. Oh, hello. Oh, I love you, mummy. Lots more than daddy, don't you? Yes. Oh, yes. very good very nice very cute if you remember what she did there is she said to her lovely pixie that the pixie loved mummy more than daddy so we asked for pixie's daddy to give us his dog voice (laughs) and he has been in touch oh he's been in touch oh let's hear it yes this is it this is martin with his reply oh baby she loves her daddy not after Mommy not giving you any treats. Oh, yes. Hello. There's a lot of manipulation going on between those two, isn't it? Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know who's going to get custody at the end of that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah definitely sounded like Pixie uh, got a few more treats in the second voice, though. It, it did, yes. But that's fantastic. Yeah. If couples do want to get in, in touch with their competing dog voices we would love to hear that we would love to be the beginning of the end of your marriages <laughs> i'm sure it won't come to that but it's lovely of them to send it in it's good good stuff very nice yeah yeah okay well we're joined by simon parry marino our dog expert from dognitive therapy thank you all of you for sending in your questions it's uh, we feel uh, very honored that you've entrusted us with the, uh, the well-being yes. of, of your canine dog, don't we, Sean? Yes, 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 very much so. <laughs> and it, but so many uh, responses, so many voice notes, Instagram messages and emails. Um, we'll try and get through as many as we can. Yeah. Uh, hello, Simon. How are you? Hello. I'm very good. How are you guys? Very well. Yes. I'm yes. feeling self-conscious as I realise I, uh, I said canine dog then rather than canine friend <laughs> you also mispronounced my surname but that's fine we'll let's we'll get oh let, let's get that <laughs> right first moreno is it moreno 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 yeah. spanish moreno yeah okay i'm sorry i'm very sorry <laughs> okay. right. simon parry moreno all right okay yeah, yeah, yeah okay i told you it'd get difficult sean <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it's gone to his head oh the ego <laughs> Simon, it is fantastic to have you here. And we've got a ton of questions. Yeah. Because people have um, suddenly realised that um, not (laughs) only is this podcast about listening to two people being stupid and not knowing much about dogs, but there's this third person who can come on the show who does know lots about dogs. So we we just want to run through some questions that people have sent through. Is that okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. We've basically realised, Simon, that we need help. (laughs) And you're the guy. 
Thank you very much. It's going to guide us through it. Do you want to kick off, Sean? Well, one? sure. Okay, so we've got a question here from Bex from Newmarket. And the subject, I'll, I'll warn you in advance for this, is humping legs. Right, okay. Okay. Beck says, I have an almost three-year-old golden doodle called Tink. And when we sing happy birthday, either over the phone to someone or in the home, why does Tink go crazy and start bonking any available <laughs> human limb? I can be singing anything else, anything else, and she pays no attention. But as soon as happy birthday is sung, it's like an aphrodisiac to her. It's mental. <laughs> we sing Lily the Pink, change pink to Tink to her and she loves that and wags her tail but no attempt to hump what is it simon i put to you about (laughs) happy birthday any advice would be great okay so it's good that it's a female dog as well people think that female dogs don't hump they absolutely do tell me about it (laughs) (laughs) in in sorry sorry <laughs> Sorry. Uh, in dogs, it's not a necessarily a sexual thing. It's just a state of over arousal in terms of excitement. So um, that's why female dogs do it as well as male dogs. With the happy birthday, for some reason, Tink has obviously just made a really positive association with that song. She's obviously seen that you guys get super happy and super overexcited whenever you're singing it, oh. and so she's joining in really. That makes sense because it's a the, the happy birthday in particular is a celebration as opposed to. Yeah opposed to other other songs yeah. you'll you'll be you'll be celebrating that dogs are super in tune yeah with sort of excitement levels and things like that. if you get excited they're going to get excited no problem and she's clever enough to associate that song with okay all the humans are about to get excited yeah there's going to be cake and it's going to be fun so I'm going to start humping things yeah exactly that's the <laughs> logic isn't it 100% yeah any advice on that i mean not, i mean it, to me it's it's slightly not a problem if it is only that song yeah. isn't it it's only going to be an annual occurrence it's not really going to be a day to day sort of mm. thing it's i mean mm. maybe reduce the excitement levels a little bit in the people singing the song and participating but it's not it's... good advice simon how can you do that <laughs> okay we've got a cake but when we when we sing happy birthday can we can we just keep it down guys um... <laughs> Change the lyrics to ambivalent birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Have an okay birthday. <laughs> Have a day. <laughs> What's good news is that it's... Well, I didn't know. It's not strictly sexual. No. It just means very good mood. Yeah. Okay. It's a way for them to sort of vent that excitement. That's basically just what they're doing. I have to say, I had um, a, a Dachshund, one of our... I think it was... Yeah, he was our first dog. He was terrible one for humping soft toys around the house. It was it was very awkward. You know, you couldn't leave any teddy bears around with this dog. He was called Barney, actually. And because uh, you come back in the room and the soft toy had a different expression on its face. Like, it was... <laughs> Don't leave me with him again. <laughs> I've got a doll. And when I went back into the room, it was having a cigarette. <laughs> But um, it, so, uh, it can be inanimate objects as well, can it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the case of the Dachshund, it's probably just because size-wise as well. Like, you don't really see sausage dogs jumping up on people's legs because they can't physically get up there. Yeah. Okay, yes, yeah. yes, okay. So, picked on. Oh, brilliant, okay. Well, I hope that uh, Bex um, is, is okay with that. I mean, it's a good one to start off on in a way because it's not a terribly serious problem, but it is, yeah. uh, it's opened a conversation on why dogs behave like that when yes, they do behave like that. Yeah. So that's great, Simon. Thank you. I mean, the best sort of advice for 
obviously if it's a birthday and you're going to preempt that you're going to be singing happy birthday maybe just tire the dog out with a walk or some play or something like that to sort of calm oh, yes. it down first okay. and then yeah. do the birthday yeah. party okay <laughs> do it yeah Good and job. and don't ask stevie wonder round ever <laughs> another one um this is from an instagram one which is olivia dawkins uh, she asks, any advice on a rescue dog who likes to bite random men? More of a serious one there, really. Okay. Um, with rescues, it's hard to tell what the past history is if you don't know where the dogs come from originally. If it's got a sort of disliking for men in particular, unfortunately, it does tend to mm. sort of signal that they might have been physically harmed or abused by men in the past. Um, but the best course of action for that one is a gradual case of sort of desensitization. So, you know, go to a park where there might be a group of lads playing football for example and things like that stand at a very safe distance wait for the dog to have sort of like a calm and neutral response reward that with either treats or affection or a little bit of play and then over a gradual period of days weeks get closer and closer and closer to the sort of groups of men and hopefully eventually by the time that you're right next to them they should be okay oh okay if i had a dog uh, that would uh, that was not reliable enough that you couldn't trust you know and was li- uh, was liable to have a go at people passing by i mean should you muzzle a dog like that i mean it's it's a real worry isn't it yeah i mean um, there's this real stigma about muzzles to be honest people think that muzzles are just for these big dangerous breeds you know like rottweilers and pitbulls and all this sort of stuff yeah they're actually not dangerous breeds by default let me just make that clear no but muzzles are they're a safety feature you know it's kind of a safety switch that makes sure that you've got that sort of distance between them yeah, muzzling's a good idea. It's very good for helping to sort of train that sort of neutral response as well, because you've got that added safety that they're not actually physically going to bite someone, and you can sort of get a bit closer without having to worry about that as well. So the dog's sort of getting the yeah. teachable moment without missing out. Yeah. Are they uncomfortable for the dogs? Um, not if you get one that's sized properly. Most okay. of these modern muzzles that you can get now are padded, and as long as they've got like pant room, so the dog can open its mouth and pant and stick its tongue out and eat and yes. drink and things like that through it, shouldn't be a problem. Right. But always get them sized properly from wherever you get them. On this subject, it's not it's not biting's not a problem with Mildred, but we have noticed, and this Grace wanted me to ask this. <laughs> Mildred has a habit of barking at men in uniform. Uh, any particular uniform, like police or a bit high vis or so postmen, high vis builders, yeah. but also gardeners. All right, Hate okay. gardeners. Um, I'm guessing the gardeners are wearing um, high vis as well, like when they're doing the jobs and stuff like that. Yeah, possibly. Maybe it's maybe it's the high vis. Yeah, high, high vis does tend to throw dogs off a lot. Their eyes obviously work completely different to ours in terms of like how they receive light and colours and things like that. And high vis can actually throw them off a little bit because they can't really tell where the light source is coming from. So, I mean, most builders and police officers oh. and postmen think, you know, tend to be yes. quite big, burly lads as well. So you've got a big silhouette with this high-vis thing glaring in their face as well and she's just made this negative association with not wanting to be near these people obviously builders make lots of noise and banging gardeners use strimmers lawnmowers you name it so mildred's gone oh these guys create loud noise and it's that visual impairment as well from the high-vis jacket so she's just made a negative association with it Okay. Thank you very much. I won't bother relaying that to Grace. I'll just get Grace to listen to the podcast. So thank you. She'll only correct you anyway. Or just say to Grace, I think I've figured out what it is. Uh, and then take all the credit and, and make sure she doesn't hear that podcast. Yeah. That's very, it's, it's, it is so interesting because actually quite often, you know, the clues to the answer are there. Yeah. And they're sort of actually fairly obvious once you actually look at it and try and see... 
Is a lot of what you do, Simon, is it, is it trying to put yourself in the dog's position to some extent? Yeah, totally. Um, the expression. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, Jack, as well. Like people like to overcomplicate yeah. things as well without just going back to the root cause and go, big person, loud noise. We don't like being around loud noises all the time. You know, we get sensory overload and stuff like that. And now you've got an animal that can yeah. smell better than you, hear better than you and all this. And of course, yeah. they're going to be overwhelmed as well. Okay. Very good. Well, now we have a, we got a voice note. We do. Yes, voice note from Ben McGladdery. Yeah, well, I think I think this is about recall. Let's, let's have a look. Hi, Sean. Hi, Jack. Uh, this is Ben here in Dubai. I've got a question for Simon. I'd love to know if he's got any advice to help with my dog's recall so that when I call their names, God, I'd love it if they come back. Uh, and also, I do have some dog voices for you. I don't have a dog voice for when I talk to the dogs, but the dogs talk back to me. Hi, my name's Biff. I'm a big black Labrador. I'm a bit dopey and I walk into things. I don't mean to, but it's okay because my mom and dad still say they love me. Hey, my name's Chip. I'm a little cream pug. I go on walks with my big brother. I love my big brother, but sometimes he's a bit big and he hits me. And it's okay, though. I let it happen. <laughs> so that's my dogs and that's my question. Hope you're all well. Love the podcast. Keep it up, guys. Speak to you soon. Bye. Oh, thanks for that, Ben. That was great. He, did he say he was in Dubai? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. After those voices, I can understand now why he needs help with recall. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd want to go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you, Ben. They're great. Mm, very nice to hear. Yeah, brilliant question. Thank you, Ben. So with recall, it's all about being more appealing than whatever the dog is going off to sniff. So in most cases, it's things like chasing squirrels, rabbits. Obviously in Dubai, I think the wildlife's a little bit thinner on that ground. So it's probably something more interesting that the dog's found, like another dog or a toy or something like that. So yeah, it's all about making that association that whatever it is to offer out there, you are far more appealing than that. Okay. So work on things like, you know, every time the dog comes back, play with it, give it loads of fuss and attention, and then send it on its way again, just so it knows that coming back to you isn't end of playtime, end of walkies, anything like that. Coming back to you is it gets a quick reward and it gets a chance to go off again and do whatever it wants to do. Is that usually a treat then? You can use treats, but things like play is really important as well. Because obviously if the dog's running off chasing after something, it, it's trying to get fulfillment from the play side of things. So I'd probably use play. So right. it's favorite toy or something like that just to get it back and have a quick play and then send it on its way again. Right. No, that's yeah. great. Well, we hope that answers that for you, Ben. I think it does. That's uh, very helpful. Thank you, Simon. And thanks for the voices. I thought the Labrador sounded a bit like Paul McCartney. Did you? The touch, yeah. Put a sort of slight Liverpool accent on it. Did you hear that, Sean? Well, I got that they were both American, kind of stoner dogs. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that as a dog owner, that he, he's, he's got voices that his dogs speak in, but he doesn't seem to have a dog voice that he uses for them i know maybe he should work on that and they might come back more i don't know maybe <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> good one though now we've got a question about puppies this is um from at shellator shelly asks what are the top three things to do i'm putting on the spot here because mm. i mean I, I hate lists anyway but anyway what are the top three things to do mm. with a new puppy uh yeah. the essentials to get right she says i want to start on a good path with regards to training and instilling good habits with our puppy, we plan to get later this year. So she hasn't actually got the puppy yet. So uh, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, first of all, amazing. You're already doing your research before you get the puppy, which is absolutely vital. Great. I'd say the first most important thing is puppies are never really too young to start training with. 
obviously bringing the puppy home at eight weeks, ideally, if you can. Yeah. And then from there, you know, you can start training from the moment the dog comes home. Obviously, at eight weeks, it's not going to be able to retain too much information to make training sessions short but sweet. Um, but yeah, you can train a dog as soon as you bring the puppy home. So that's probably number one. Mm. Number two is get a house training lead. So just to get the puppy used to mm. being on the lead when it's older and you're going out on walks, you can buy these really thin, really light sort of like puppy training leads that you can leave on it around the house. Obviously supervise it so it doesn't get tangled around stuff. Yeah. But it gets it used to, you know, being pulled along by a lead if it needs to on walks and it'll probably grow up not to be pulley on the lead as well when it does get a bit bigger and stronger. Okay. And then the last one, probably the most important one actually, is let it sleep. So puppies, when you bring them home, well, most dogs really, they need sort of like between 15 and 20 hours sleep a day. Oh. That, that includes overnight as well. So your eight hours at night as well is yeah. included. But um, yeah. try and get sort of wow. between 15 and 20 hours sleep helps reduce things like biting, just bad behavior in general, because it's not getting cranky and it's not getting overwhelmed by stuff. And what age do they grow out of the need for that much sleep, would you say? Um, I mean, most adult dogs will probably need about 15 hours sleep at least most days anyway. Really? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's how they process all the information. It's, it's like, a, so once it learns a new trick or anything like that, it'll have a sleep and it sort of like sets it into the hard drive of its brain. That's why. 15 hours yeah. sleep. Yeah, mm. In- including overnight. What, the average dog? Yeah. Any breed? Yeah, yeah. And you said uh, just keep it short and sweet. So what do you say, a uh, five-minute session every day? or Yeah, five, ten minutes is absolutely fine. I mean, you can pepper them throughout the day. Yeah. But obviously, it's still getting its nap time yeah. through the day as well. Um, but yeah, try not to do anything yeah. in too big a chunks. 20 minutes is probably too much. Um, and what's the, what's the first command do you think is useful to teach a puppy? Sit. Sit. Sit is it's universal. You can use it in any scenario, yeah. and they get it pretty quick because most puppies do like to sit down because they're a little bit lazy anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, next up, we've got a question from Georgie. Uh, Georgie Keeble sent an email. Uh, Georgie says, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old toy cockapoo. Uh, she's not really food-driven unless it's on the floor. How do I stop her picking up food off the street? I've tried bribing her, not bothered. I've tried making a loud noise when she does it, oblivious. Apart from the health implications, I'd love for her to lose her nickname of Trash Panda. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she'll ask Grace how she got you to stop, Sean. (laughs) How did you stop picking food off the floor and eating it? But it's a good question again because yeah. the dogs when they, I mean, they, they if they find something and they think, oh, that's nice, I'm having some of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They? So what what would you do, Simon? Yeah. So dogs are scavengers by nature, like you just said. Then Jack, you know, they, they are designed to pick up stuff off the floor. Bribing doesn't tend to work. Making loud noises doesn't really tend to work anyway because you're just making the dog scared of any sort of like repercussions. Mm-hmm. What I'd say is the best thing for this one is probably teach a leave command. So do this at home. You don't do this outside just yet get a treat and teach patience. So get the dog into a sit, hold the treat in your hand, place it onto the floor very slowly and very gently. Use a wait command or leave or whichever word you want to use for it. And then start with sort of like really short, maybe one to two second increments to, so it doesn't get too frustrated. And then gradually build that up over a period of time. And then eventually you get to the point where you can say wait or leave or whatever you've chosen. And then it won't pick stuff up until you give the okay to do it. Very good. Very good. I think we had a trainer come round for a short while and we did the leave command but I don't know if if Mildred stuck with that. Grace can Mildred do leave command thing? 
Leave, like leave, you know, leave, wait. She can do sit, poor, touch. Sit, poor, touch. She can <laughs> sometimes leave it. No. She's a bit... She did leave a dead pigeon the other day. Okay, she left a dead pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> the voice you can hear in the background, Simon, is the person who I should be doing this podcast with. <laughs> Knows more about Mildred than she. She also told me to. um, I actually, sorry, sorry, Simon. I do have to uh, just quickly tell Jack this, otherwise I'll get in trouble. Mm. I have to come clean that uh, I have previously said to Jack that we wash Mildred, and I had to do it on my own for the first time recently. Mm. In fact, it's Grace washes Mildred, and I had to do it on my own for the first time. (laughs) Okay, so. Were you just exaggerating last time? You were trying to make out that you were... I, I've done that thing, which is a bit of a habit. I, I, I think it's a habit of most people, where where I have once done something, I have changed that to, I do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's called lying. <laughs> yeah, it's not that complicated, that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> this this is this this podcast is becoming increasingly difficult to yeah. to do with the with the person who listens to it living in this building. It's just as well she is listening because she seems to know more about the dog than you do. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's a good answer. Um, yes, another one here. Asa Bright has written in saying, "My Cavachon." which I think must be a Cavalier Bichon or something like that. Uh, My Cavachon is terrible for begging for food. A bit similar to the last question. I must admit, I probably don't help as I do give him treats just to keep the peace at the dinner table. How can I reverse this behaviour? Thank you uh, for my new favourite podcast. Absolutely love Monday mornings now. Oh, that's nice. Thank you, Asa. (laughs) Yeah, lovely. All right. So I think Asa is saying that, you know, the mistake has already been made, i.e., giving treats at dinner yeah. and, and would like to know if there's a way of, of reversing that. They answered kind of half of the question themselves. They're like keeping feeding the dog is just going to exacerbate the thing. Cause basically the dog's learned that it can get away with it once it's going to keep getting away with it. And it's going to keep yeah. sort of pushing those boundaries, oh, but yeah. as the damage is already done again, a leave command is a really good one to do. Also get used to feeding the dog in a different room. So if the dog bowl is sort of mm-hmm. in the dining room where you're eating as oh, it is, that's a good idea. Feed the dog in a different room. Um, and then it doesn't associate that location yeah. with getting food. If it makes you feel any better, Asa, Jane and I have made a similar mistake with Dolly, our Chihuahua. And what that is, is it's just the most middle class thing to have done. <laughs> but we've got into the habit of having a little bit of cheese after our dinner. And usually when we're watching <laughs> telly and... And now we don't want to do it because we're on a diet and so on and so forth. But Dolly won't <laughs> let it go. She says, no, no, you get the cheese out. This is when we get the cheese out. And she'll literally stand there and just stare at us while we're trying to watch telly, which is quite unnerving. So, and and what she'll do, she'll make sure she's in, especially Jane's eyeline, because she knows that Jane's the softy. So she says, I'll work, you know, I'll work on her. And she'll actually be outside in the hall looking into the TV room, but knowing that she'll catch Jane's eye. And Jane says, I can't keep watching telly because Dolly is staring at me <laughs> from about 30 feet away. But I can't, 
is there any hope, Simon? Is it too late? She's as you, as we've discussed before. She's quite an elderly yeah. uh, dog, and she. <laughs> I mean, if you guys are happy with it, I don't see the problem. When when Dolly, she's fourteen, isn't she, Jack? So yeah, she is. Yeah, let yeah. her enjoy her sort of like elder statesman yeah. sort of time. <laughs> Cheese board. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Red wine as well. Yeah. Does she have a glass of red? Yeah. Glass of you know, port. Maybe not the red wine. Yeah. The cheese. <laughs> so I've got an interesting one here. This is from Rachel uh, in Bridport. She says, I give my dog, Bren Bren, the greyhound, the same food every day. It's a dry kibble and he eats it with the same amount of enthusiasm every day, whereas my last dog was really picky with her food and was a nightmare to feed. Do dogs mind having the same thing every day, or should I be switching it around every now and then to stop him from getting um, bored? That's such an interesting question, yeah. What do you mm. think, Simon? So I'd say keep feeding him the same thing. If he still loves it, okay. if his other ends and leavings are absolutely fine, yeah, keep him on the same food. Mm -hmm. he, he's not really going to get bored of it. Interesting fact for you, with dogs, so with you know all these brands that say like super tasty meats and all this sort of stuff, Yes, yeah. yes. Dogs don't prioritise taste when it comes to food. It's always smell first. Oh. Yeah, so it literally could be any food. As long as it smells appealing to the dog, they'll always prioritise smell over taste. Taste is actually one of the last things that they'll sort of consider. They'll sort of, they'll smell it first, they'll look at it, they'll see how it feels in the mouth, so if it's crunchy or if it's soft or anything like that, and then taste is like right at the back end. I didn't know that. No. Going back to Dolly, she seems to sort of have uh, a taste for human food. She much prefers that and she is a picky eater and it's not because she's constantly being fed treats by us at all <laughs> but she just she she is a dog I mean because she's a chihuahua doesn't need a huge amount of food obviously but she won't have a full meal perhaps every two or three days she might finish what we put down for her yeah is that normal would you say yeah absolutely like you said you know she's only a small dog so she's not going to need as many calories as a, a rottweiler or a doberman no. for example but mm, mm. she's probably just made that positive association with having the better foods in her opinion she's probably seen like somewhere down yeah. the line it's made you super happy that you've given her some cheese and she's gone oh well yeah. when i get this specific food i have a better time when i'm yeah. having it dogs are very emotive when it comes to stuff like that as well so do you not buy into remember me and jack were talking about these these pouches of foods that i think are the kind of the posher yeah. uh, dog foods that, that i think they had a phrase it was something like human ready or, or something like that is that just kind of branding and marketing yeah it's 100 percent marketing it, like i said taste for dogs is so far back on the priority list it's for the humans who've got the wallets not for the dogs who are going to go and use the self-service tools do you know what I mean? oh, right does it make sense going back to the question we had about the puppy does it make sense to get your dog used to something fairly kind of economical, something cheap if possible. Um, it's, it gets expensive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Especially if they like camembert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, to go down the deli every yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it might save on the purse strings a little bit. When it comes to food, you know, you want to give the best to your dog, like you would with your kids. You know, you want to give them course, the most nutritious, fulfilling food. It's obviously not always the most economical in price and storage. Yeah. You know, raw yeah. food is absolutely phenomenal for dogs. It can help with lots of behavioral issues and health issues and things like that. Ah. But you need freezer space. It's super expensive. Some people yeah. get a bit squeamish with handling raw foods and things like that. So you've kind of got to work within yeah. what your 
limitations are on budget and storage and obviously health like always yeah. prioritize as best as you can afford and quite a yeah. lot of these foods are marketed i noticed there for you know especially for puppies or especially for senior dogs especially oh, yeah. for small dogs is that really does it make sense is there a difference with the age sort of brackets on food and stuff like that they'll have different vitamins and minerals and stuff in so like yeah. when dogs are older there'll be more like joint support sort of supplements and things like that in there yeah. when puppies are younger it'd be like digestive aids because obviously they've transitioned from mother's milk straight to sort of like solid food and stuff like that yeah there is some element of truth in it but i'd always make sure you're reading the label make sure you're sort of doing your own research when it comes to like is it just the marketing or is it their actual differences in the ingredients on the back of buckets and stuff? No, oh, that's very helpful. Oh. Thank you. Mm. Now we've got another voice note, this time from Becky in Cromarsh in Oxfordshire. She's left us a voice note about her dog, Flora. Over to you, Becky. I have a Sprocker Spaniel who is seven now. And for the first four years of her life, never had anxiety not that i can remember but in 2020 so the fireworks suddenly become absolutely petrified to the point where she looks like she's gonna have a heart attack and now that's every fireworks evening and i don't know whether it's because obviously that was a weird year and we was all home all the time or whether it's because all the fireworks displays were cancelled more people were just doing them in their garden and whether that triggered something because they were closer or and also any funny noises out on walks she's walking beside me and won't run off yeah so just wondering if there was anything we could do to help her or ease it or whether that's just the way she is now we don't have that problem with mildred but uh, gertrude my old family pet she was extremely yeah frightened on firework day and it was a huge it was a huge problem and it made me it actually made me one of those people that didn't like fireworks mm. but because of it because just seeing your dog that scared is horrible yeah i, I mean there's a great question fear of fireworks is so so common with dogs it's a big loud yeah. noise that yeah. they just wouldn't naturally sort of experience yeah it's interesting that it was in 2020 lots of dogs really suffered with socialization and stuff through lockdowns because obviously we couldn't go out so they weren't exposed to this sort of drip feed of different noises and sounds and experiences so that could be one sort of aspect of it but yeah like i said the fear of fireworks is so common in dogs the best way to do it is very similar yeah. to the previous question about being scared of men or having a reaction to men so it's a course of desensitization and sort of like acclimatization and habituation for all these sort of noises so the best thing to do with fireworks is go on youtube if you've got a smart tv or a, a phone or whatever play a firework display video at very 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 small volume like almost inaudible the dog will hear ah, it this is great mm. if the dog doesn't react and it's quite calm give it a little treat give it a little bit of affection give it a bit of love and then leave it at that and then the next time you do it have the volume a little bit louder play the same video again if there's no reaction give it a little treat a little bit of affection and gradually over time build the volume on that video until you're able to pay, play the tv full volume fire with displays booming everywhere and the dog shouldn't have a reaction because it's got used to these little baby steps of getting used to it i will point out if you are doing this method if the dog does show any sort of reaction as you're increasing the volume go back a step you know don't be afraid to sort of like take two steps forward one step back if you need to because it's all about patience and yeah sort of like helping that dog get used to it over time. That's fantastic, isn't it? Yes, brilliant advice. I'd never thought of that. I think that's such a, a great idea. So, Becky, 
get Flora in front of the telly and very, very low volume, just gradually perhaps get her used to the idea and see if that works. And you've got plenty of time before November. Start doing it now. And see if that makes a difference this year. We've got time for a quick one more, do you think? Oh, we could do one more. Uh, well, we could end on Melanie in Cheshire. Uh, this is about barking. Melanie says she has a, a Loki, the cockapoo, and she asks, what's the best way to tackle lunging and barking at traffic? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so again, this is another course of desensitization with this one. The dog thinks that the cars and things going past are some sort of prey or animal moving past. Obviously, dogs don't understand the concept of cars. Okay. So yeah, start a very safe distance yeah. away from traffic. Again, reward. Sorry, Simon. Sorry to interrupt, but me and Jack have spoken about this in the, in the past. I've always wondered, Mildred, she won't know that I'm driving the car, will she? No. She won't understand that I'm the person that's that's controlling the car. No, not at all. It's like lifts. Lifts are a great example. Like For dogs, they go into this little box room, the door shuts, the door opens, and they're somewhere mm-hmm. totally different. They don't get the concept of going up and down. You know, They don't have physics and engineering degrees. They, they have no idea of like... Wow. Oh, you... Well, I've learned something today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they work, Sean. <laughs> yeah. On a lighter note, I've, uh, I slightly admire a dog who, who tries to start a fight with a lorry or something, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean a serious problem as well, and potentially yes. quite quite dangerous actually. So yeah. you, you know, yes. again, it's it's uh, a climatization thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be great to know when people are listening if they've tried any of these things. By the way, so if you if you've tried any of these remedies uh, that Simon's put forward, do let us know how that went yes. for you because that would be great to get some feedback and we can get some keep the conversation going. Absolutely, and that doesn't just have to be the the people that ask the question. If you're listening and you also had difficulties with some of the things brought up today then let us know let us know if simon uh, helped you that would be great don't let us know if it didn't <laughs> we don't need to know that i think we want to hear all of yes. it no do let us know yeah yeah we we had so many questions and I, I wish we had time to get through more of them we'll do it again won't we simon? Yeah, absolutely or more than happy to help and Simon, just quickly, again, you're based in, in Manchester? Yes. Yeah, um, I am based in Manchester, but I am willing to travel. And how do we find you, Simon? You can find me on Instagram at dognative.behaviour. And my website is dbtherapy.co.uk. Brilliant. And Sean, I think, pronounced your name incorrectly at the beginning, yeah. but I'll, I'll put that right. <laughs> he also called Leah Leah. But... Oh, no. That's the end of that then. <laughs> Simon Parry Moreno, thank you very much for all that brilliant advice. I'm sure everyone else will want to thank you as well. Yes. Thanks for having me, guys. Very interesting. Wasn't that great? What was your favourite bit of advice you took away from that? I think the piece of advice that will stay with me is the the fireworks. And, the, mm. and we've been lucky with Mildred thus far. But but like was explained, uh, like that was explained in the, in the voice notes. Do you want another go at that grammar? <laughs> Third time lucky. <laughs> Mike, exp- hang on. As was explained. As explained. Yeah, yeah that, that'll do. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keep this in. <laughs> I was only joking. I... <laughs> As explained. Yeah. Uh, in that, in one of the messages that we got, that it can just turn and your dog yeah. can suddenly be scared of fireworks. So if that does happen to Mildred, 
I will try that. Yeah, I think that sounds like a, like a great... Or even just preempt it. Yeah, I suppose there's no point doing that if you no. don't know it's a problem. What about Dolly? Is Dolly afraid of... Uh, Dolly, uh, yeah, she, she gets quite anxious about it. Um, she'll... By then, of course, she's usually on 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 the sofa with us, um, enjoying some cheese. Yes, yeah, Pinot Noir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so there's a lot of reassurance goes on. But because we, we're obviously like you, we're in town, so they're all around. I mean, I hate fireworks anyway. I just don't. I don't. That's shocking. I can't believe that. No, I know I'm an otherwise fun-loving guy, but I uh, and I, I I like that people are enjoying themselves. But it's uh, I just think, oh, really. I even hate the organised ones, you know. You know, the really clever ones. I hate them. Yes. yes. I do. I just think, oh, so what? Why not just play a video of the one they did six years ago instead of doing it all again every year? I just, you know. Anyway, that's way off subject there. My thing that I learned from that, which I didn't realise, that dogs like to have so much sleep and that they really need it. It's great. Yes, I'm not sure. Does Dolly sleep that much? I'm sure she does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 15 hours. But I always put it down to her being quite old by now. But I mean, he did say that's obviously including during the night. But it's nice to know there's a species out there that needs more sleep than we do. Yes. I'm just not sure. I I just don't get the feeling that Mildred does sleep 15 hours a day. Grace, how long would you say Mildred sleeps a day? All in all? Uh, in... 12 hours. Okay, 12 hours. 12 hours, right. Um, but maybe Mildred needs a bit more. Maybe sort of give her a yeah. bit more opportunity to sleep. Yeah, yeah. And the, and probably when you're not in, does she just sleep? Do you get the impression she just sleeps? Have you any idea? Oh, I think so. We Do you know what? We actually, re- she doesn't spend much time on her own, mm. Mildred. Good, but... that's good. But 12, yeah, I mean, tw- I, again, that's, that, that's, I oh, know, 12. Yeah, anyway, yes. Yeah, I can see now. I really enjoyed getting some of that information from Simon. That's fantastic. Yeah. And we'll get him on again, mm. as we said. Well, thanks for listening to Oh My Dog. We hope you've enjoyed it as well uh, with us answering your questions today. I use the word us lightly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know who we mean. Well, it's almost like we're starting to know what we're talking about now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah we're getting there. We're getting there. It's uh, We're certainly learning a lot, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Um, now, we love your input into the show, so keep emailing us at hello at omdpod.com and find us on Instagram at omdpod and, uh, and keep sending us your voice notes. Yes, yes, we love your voice notes. And remember, a dog is for life, not just for podcasts. 